anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, broadcasting once again deep behind enemy lines from an undisclosed location. Not live because it is Tuesday afternoon. Back with me on this lovely afternoon is Justin, the hillbilly boy, Campbell. What's up, man? Nothing. Been doing some hillbilly shit today. Got a got a welder out and welded up the hood on the lawnmower. Uh, took it out for a couple passes around the yard and realized that the blades are a little bit wonky. So I'm gonna pull the deck off of it, and then tomorrow my son and I are gonna take the blades off, sharpen them, put them back on, straighten them up, and do some yard work. That is some real hillbilly shit. You know you're a hillbilly when you got a lawnmower that you ride. And uh, you take it apart and fucking do stuff to it. <laughs> Always reminds me of uh, King of the Hill, where they have like competition, like a racing competition or something <laughs> with their lawnmower. Oh, lawnmower races are the shit, man. Come on. You got to get with the times. I had a former boss that did like he did like semi-professional lawnmower racing. Like he had he had one that was all like all souped up and had the big stacks that came out the back and he could pop wheelies on it and stuff like it would do like 60, 70 miles an hour. It's fucking badass. <laughs> Why? Why not? I don't know. Yeah, I guess just because you have one, you gotta fucking soup it up. Hell yeah. That's a I mean, that's a thing, man. You gotta get out, you gotta get out in the world, get you some culture. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was like professional leagues. That's pretty funny. What hey, how if, fast can you if bowling? If bowling can have professionals, lawnmower racing can have professionals. Do you do they actually cut grass while they race, or is it just who can go faster? Uh, it's just who can go faster. There, there are some, there are like some specifics that um, it has to still meet certain specifications to qualify as a as a lawnmower. You can't you can't just like basically create a lawnmower shaped drag racer. Uh, so, so it still has to be like a lawnmower, but it's effectively a drag racer. <laughs> oh man, you hillbillies have too much time on your hands. <laughs> gotta, gotta do something, especially since we can't drink Bud Light anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Great segue. What is going to be the, the hillbilly beer of choice now? Ah. Uh... I don't know. I'm not a big light beer drinker anyway. I I pretty much only drink like Yingling, uh, Guinness, and then like craft beers and stuff that are made here locally. So I don't, um, and mostly just dark beers. I'm I'm not a big 
Bud Light, Miller Light. I guess probably Coors would be the next. I guess the next uh, best thing, if, if that's if there is such a thing as the next best thing for a for some piss water light beer. But you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of when I I, I don't drink a lot of beer either way, but when I was younger, it was always just like, yeah, you go to like a fucking college party or something, or if you're out on the boat all day long, you'll get a case of Bud Light or a case of Coors or something. Cause it's, it's like drinking water, but you catch a little buzz after like 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't think very like sophisticated people are, are having parties with Bud Light. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was like the, in high school, you know, you would, you would, everybody would, you know, get a, get a pack of Bud Light and go out around the bonfire down by the river or whatever. But yeah, since, uh, since I've crossed over into adulthood, I, I can't think of any time when I've deliberately drank Bud Light unless somebody, somebody handed it to me and I was too nice to say, no, thank you. I don't like that stuff. Yeah, it would definitely be like a last resort for me. Like, there's nothing else to drink. Uh, but in uh, full disclosure, I do fucking really like the uh, hard seltzers. <laughs> as gay as that makes me. Um, I will fuck up a White Claw or whatever, or a knockoff White Claw. Oh, Johnny, I don't care. Johnny. I don't care. I like those things. <laughs> Stephanie really uh, likes them too. She gets she gets them all the time, and she'll have them like in the refrigerator. She's like, "Here, this is perfect for a a hot day." I'm like, or I could just drink bourbon like a real man. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, but sometimes you're thirsty, and you like you want to quench a thirst, and you want to catch a little buzz. Um, I can't imagine drinking. I guess I have been seen just in like 95 degree sun. I guess I have been seen on the show with a Mike's Hard Lemonade, so. That's true. Or two. You, you're notorious for having really embarrassing drinks uh, on the show and during the happy hours. Which, by the way, you missed. <laughs> you missed the last one. We had a lot I of wish, uh, some I new wish faces. missed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my work night got out of hand really, really fast, and it never... It never got better. I I was really sincerely expecting that I was going to get to work and it was going to be a typical dead ass Friday night. I was going to send the crew off to do their thing and I was going to pull up happy hour and just shoot the shit with y'all all night. I didn't stop going until about 2 a.m. It was fucking nuts. Uh, so I'm, I regret that I missed that one. Well, the beauty of the Friday night happy hours is there's always another one around the corner. So... We'll get you in on the next one. It was a good time. I met met some new people, had some a uh, couple first timers, and uh, I did it for about three hours or so, three and a half hours, something like that. Went till about yeah, uh, ten o'clock, ten thirty, something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, all good. Didn't drink any Bud Light. We did probably talk about um, trans, the trans movement, which seems to be all the rage now. There's a lot of stuff going on in this community. From uh, mass shootings to uh, endorsement deals. So, what's the de what is going on with this? Uh, it's a trans woman, right? If I got that correct. 
It's just a dude. Dylan Mulvaney started this thing a little over a year ago. Um, it was it was just a TikTok thing. It was his days of being days of being a girl. And there was there was one that I think it was on. It got posted on like libs of TikTok or something that he said uh, day eight of being a girl. And some people have told me that I should be referring to myself as a woman and not a girl because that's offensive or for some reason or blah, blah, blah. But I feel like I didn't have an opportunity to go through my girl stage as a youth. So this, and I don't really feel like I'm actually a woman. So I'm going to continue to calling myself a girl. Okay. Thanks. And, and, but it, it was this whole thing. Like it was every day, a TikTok video of day, whatever of being a girl. And then it turned into, going on uh to the white house and going to the grammys or the oscars or whatever uh doing all of these photo shoots like it's become this huge thing uh you want me to pull up the article that you had sent because <laughs> it yes. this article kind of this article I mean, kind of uh it, it's kind of my it shares my opinion of the whole thing yeah it certainly uh, seems like he's trolling the fuck out of all these people <laughs> I watched a couple of his videos and they were pretty funny and they were pretty like, he's just picking up on stereotypes of women and uh, just making fun of them, but as a trans woman so that women can't get upset about it. Like it's pretty goddamn hilarious. I mean, this is like the definition of the patriarchy always wins. Like this dude is straight up trolling chicks, but nobody will, question it nobody will call him out for it in fact they're celebrating him giving him i think he had a tampax sponsorship for or at least briefly i don't know what he was doing with those but uh and leave that to your imagination the the bud light thing apparently it's not an actual bud light sponsorship but it's a like a promotional type of a thing like the the cans with his face on them aren't actually going out for for like mass sale they're just uh it was just like a special thing that they sent to him to celebrate his 365 days of being a girl or what the fuck ever uh but i mean yeah it's the dude's been getting like pushed out everywhere uh on everything it's this is the i think there is actually a nike sponsorship for uh sports bras and leggings um or uh yeah leggings except that like you know the sports bra looks like if actually I think I would fill it out better. And then also like the leggings are very loose fitting in the crotch area. Cause you know, you, you don't really want to hug up on that bulge. Uh, and no, nobody wants to go to the gym and see that uh, they're looking for the camel toe, not the, uh, not the donkey punch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well it is, I gotta say it's fucking brilliant to be uh, I never really thought about this angle. Oh, I'm still there. I never really thought about yeah. this angle from the the trans issue. Is that you can become a sponsor for all kinds of products uh, uh, throughout the whole gender spectrum. You can um, advertise for women's stuff. You can advertise for men's stuff, and you can just be taking these sponsorships left and right. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a has he gotten a razor deal with Gillette yet. And in, in, uh, their toxic masculinity campaign, is that still going on? Oh, 
you need to you need to apply for a marketing job with Gillette and suggest that. That would be like they would jump all over that. I just can't so have people just not picked up that this guy is just trolling everybody? You're not allowed to talk about that. That's that's homophobic or that's transphobic. You can't you can't right. say that out loud. But you don't have to like promote him as much as you do. You can just kind of ignore it. <laughs> and see, this is our kind of this is kind of our working theory on the the morning show is like we're all pretty sure that this is just a giant troll and a huge act. But how far does he go with it? Because at this point, like like at first it was funny and cute, but now that you've started to get all these like sponsorships, does it border on being considered fraudulent behavior or you know like could could there be uh some sort of recourse for the companies that have done these sponsorships with him to to like go after him if he did finally come out and say hey look uh i'm tired of doing this this was this was a lot of fun but i was really just fucking with y'all i can't believe you fell for it for this long like what what would the fallout be from that because because like well now that you've crossed you've crossed some lines that i don't know if, i don't know how you go back from it at this point yeah i wonder you know this really took off i don't know what his plans for this initially were and how long it was going to go but it could really be like he might have to spend the rest of his life pretending to be a fucking woman so that he keeps these sponsorships coming it's really funny i mean when i first heard the 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 story that Bud Light was uh, at like had this trans uh, woman advertising campaign or whatever commemorative cans going out or something, I just kind of rolled my eyes like oh god here's another woke like bullshit fucking corporate uh, kowtowing to the fucking trans activists. But then when I started to like actually look into this guy and the things that he was doing, it was so obvious to me that he's joking around. <laughs> um and just and completely making fun of women just left and right yeah like how is it like, like the article uh you know that you sent from the critic says uh and you should you should really link this in the show notes because it is a really good read uh, i highly recommend it for for anybody who's like curious about this about what's going on with this whole thing like yeah this is the way you mock people is you you create a character caricature of them like you highlight all of the silliest features about them and and you're making fun of it like it's it's clearly a joke or at least i don't know but like if it's not a joke then it's still should be it's still should be considered demeaning to women and they should be like saying look if you're gonna be a woman like actually be a woman don't don't do this ridiculous bullshit that makes us all look like morons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that's your, um, if that's the way you see women, why would you want to become one? <laughs> well, and this dude is a, I mean, this dude's an actor anyway. Uh, he was on The Price is Right. He was on the Ellen DeGeneres show at one time. Um, I think it, I think it was 20, 2016 or something. He was on Ellen 2018. He was on The Price is Right, or I might have those backwards well yeah i mean this dude has like been on network television on a bunch of different shows and stuff for a number of years like he's a he's an actor that's that's what he does do we are there clips video clips of uh some of the things that he put out in that article let's play one of those 
Oh, oh, in the article? I don't Yeah, or that. just if you can pull one up. I think even just the Bud Light one, because I thought that was kind of funny. That made me chuckle a few times. Uh, let me see. I couldn't remember if it was in that article or it was just something I came across on Twitter. These these yeah, worlds are a- colliding. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The, the only one that uh that I saw, I think, before this was the March Madness one. He was talking about like, oh, I just heard about this March Madness thing. I don't know. It has something to do with sports. And uh, yeah, he's just clearly making fun of women who just kind of like get on board with whatever the big sporting event is of that time. And they have no idea what it is, like what's going on. And of course, women would always win the the March Madness brackets that I was in. Um, I'm not saying I never really followed college basketball and stuff but i remember there'd always be these guys that were like really fucking into it really hardcore would think that they like put so much time into this bracket and then like some chick would win it because she liked the team name or the the jersey colors or something like that who uh who just won it was it yukon yeah it's a yukon had a hell of a run through the through the tournament and then it was an entertaining tournament up up to the championship game, Utah just or UConn just like ran roughshod over everybody. They didn't win a game by less than twelve points, and the game that they won by twelve points was because they pulled everybody who had any meaning in the game for the last two minutes and just like ran the clock out. So it was a, it was an entertaining tournament, but yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is like this is clearly like just the most obvious caricaturization or a caricature of a dumb a dumb broad like that's what he's he's playing that's the character that he's playing here is dumb chick yeah and, and, and so they're it, just it up. it's it's kind of interesting because there, there's a a lot of people that were upset you know i don't know about the the nike thing but for sure the budweiser the bud light thing like really pissed off a lot of those uh those hardcore bud light um backbone of america uh gun toting clinging to their bibles and their guns those types of people and it's like i I get why you get upset because you know that they're just sort of capitulating to this woke ideology but if you actually look at the person that they're sponsoring he's making a mockery of the whole thing so i don't know how you're supposed to feel about this (laughs) you should be torn well i mean we can we can talk about how uh, the new female CEO or what is it, VP of marketing for Bud Light feels about it. Yes. Hopefully, get this, hopefully this video will come through a little bit better. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. Well, I'm a businessman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we mm-hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is, what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men mm-hmm. and representation is it's sort of the heart of an evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of bratty 
kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. So I'm a bit out of touch humor. That's very rich coming from a woke social justice warrior leftist. <laughs> um, I noticed that she only pointed out two genders in her inclusivity uh, objective. Did you see the? Uh, I'm surprised it didn't get taken down off of off of the uh, the meme stream. The one that said uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting how whenever they are offering uh, gender reassignment surgery, that it only comes in male or female. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that in the meme stream. Uh, somebody sent me that on instagram i think so yeah that was pretty funny yeah yeah and then you buy it i remember seeing like some of those shirts for sale about like <laughs> it would be something funny too it'd be like about gender equality or something it would only come in male and female sizes <laughs> so um there's been a pattern over the last two years or so it might be go it might go a little further out than that, but it's it's really been um very pronounced over the last like two years where you've had all of these like highly touted first time CEO, CFO, COO, female like leaders in these big different companies and stuff. And within like eight to fourteen months, the company sees significant drop in profits and then this woman who was the new highly touted you know gonna change the world girl boss uh is either resigning or getting fired <laughs> how what's the what's the timetable on uh on this chick on uh old uh Alyssa Heinerscheid wow I mean they really do run everything don't they um yeah. they <laughs> What's they the timetable on her? Yeah, they maybe maybe the end of the year or something early next year. They got to let this all blow over and feel the the repercussions on the sales. It, her, she said she has this mandate. It, it didn't even make sense. She's like Bud Light is a has been a failing brand, which I I don't. That's news to me. But like we need to attract younger. She's like this is a frat boy drink, but we need to attract younger crowds. It's like, <laughs> All right, so see, you're looking at the metrics from the entirely wrong perspective, Johnny. It's not that it's a failing brand because they're not selling well. It's a failing brand because they're not selling to the right demographics. They're only selling to a bunch of white men. And nobody wants the white male demographic. You want all of the other ones, but not the white males. Even though if you were to believe, you know, all of the social justice warriors, the white males actually control all of the wealth and power. So it seems like that would kind of be the base that you should be right. catering to. Well, but and, and by the way, uh, women generally don't drink beer and they don't buy their own beer. They go to parties where guys have bought the beer and guys buy women drinks. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a, a woman just like rolling up to buy a fucking 12 pack of Bud Light just to go enjoy her night. And granted, I don't live in hillbilly land, so that might be happening a lot more. You know, she picks up a fucking sixer, hops on her tractor. 
I was say you you obviously do not spend enough time in rural America, but that it's okay. You're generally speaking, you're more or less right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, men are the are the ones. I mean, that's why historically all these commercials would be catered toward men. Remember, real men of genius wasn't that Bud Light too, and those yeah. were fucking hilarious. Why didn't they just bring that back? There's so many more. Um, real men of genius things that you could come up with now that have just well, gone even more cartoonishly like mr over-the-top carb counter i remember was one well i like you don't need to be creative with how you're promoting bud light you don't need to be diverse or like pick some new target audience you you've got a pretty good working model people aren't drinking bud light because it's a highly intellectual like real classy beer they're drinking it because it's you know cheap light beer yeah like know your know your role and and do it well like like best case scenario i mean what's the the end goal of this lady's um mandate is to get the one percent of trans people to start drinking bud light regularly that's that's what you're banking your whole fucking career on that's how you're going to make your statement hey i increased our sales by one percent well and like i don't know even you know even having grown up very rurally and the the gay people that i know not a lot of them drink beer and if they do drink beer they don't drink bud light they drink white claws and stuff like that (laughs) yeah they drink much gayer things (laughs) like hard seltzers right like you're not you're not going and you're not going to do an ad campaign with dylan mulvaney and convince like just regular gay dudes to start drinking bud light like that's What's the logic here? No, no, it's it's not classy enough for the gay community. It just isn't. <laughs> oh man, what a fucking funny time to be alive. This is truly we li- we truly live in the in the best timeline. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, whichever simulation this is, it's fucking hilarious. Whoever came up with it. Oh, uh, Speaking of hilarious, you want to you want to switch over to uh, David Hogg and uh, flamethrowers, or or did you see? Uh, yeah, let's 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 do that. Let's go, David Hogg's flamethrower. Yeah, David Hogg. I mean, this guy is such a fucking obnoxious charlatan. Uh, he only talks when there's mass shooting, so you don't hear from him until there's one of these things going on, and of course. And we've had a, a few recently. So he's just been going off on Twitter. I just keep seeing tweet after tweet. And they're usually really, really stupid tweets. Like it's the guns or he was he was breaking down the Second Amendment. He said he talked to some like Harvard law professor or something and has a totally new understanding of the Second Amendment. And of course, it was a completely idiotic reading of it and just totally uh misses the mark that one was painful uh, I, I think i i think i muted him or or maybe even blocked him for a couple weeks after that one like that one was too much i usually i enjoy the levity and humor of his posts but from time to time he'll post something like that and it's just like so cringy and i'm just like, all right i gotta take a break from you like you're He's not being funny anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is a guy who survived a school shooting by the grace of God, Um, not because anybody there was armed to take down the shooter. They had to wait. 
I forget exactly what what happened. Did the shooter just run out of ammo or something? That was a fucking big one, right? I, I think he was actually inside the school. Yeah, but which which one? What was it? I, I forget which school shooting it was, but there was a lot of kids that died, right? Um, this so the one that he was a survivor of survivor was the parkland shooting yeah i can't remember how many died in that i feel um, like that was a big one because i was it was like oh, in the winter like over you know like march or april or something but it was still snowing in chicago of course because chicago is shit and i was like just getting back from from a mexico trip and i remember hearing about this and then of course well, now we get to hear from this fucking kid for the rest of our lives just the really interesting thing about that parkland shooting is we have a lot of recurring um gun violence survivors who came out of that that now pop up every time there is a mass shooting somewhere uh, like the we talked about it i think we talked about it um last week the the shoot the nashville shooting there was one of these parkland survivors who just so happened to be on vacation in nashville a couple blocks away when it happened and was right there, Johnny on the spot, to be interviewed by all the all the news media around to talk about how I was a survivor of the Parkland shooting, and this is just as bad, and blah 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 blah, and you know, really play up the the whole like it's it's interesting how they're always around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the, this guy's trying to make a career out of uh, off of this shooting that he survived, and this is his big cause, and he's just such a dimwit it's unbelievable i mean this tweet was one of i mean he said a lot of stupid things over the years but i think this one might be his dumbest can you pull that tweet up again yeah 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 let me pull it back up uh, it, it was just it was like shockingly stupid on just a number of levels so it says uh he has a quote, you know, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is good guy with a gun. And then he responds to that and all of his brilliance. Well, if that's the case, why don't we just replace all of our fire extinguishers with flamethrowers? And that he thinks he's dunking on Second Amendment advocates, people who believe people should have the, the right to defend themselves with guns. He thinks he's dunking on with this one. It's unbelievable. Well, he just got. Go ahead. Well, as I say, and also there is, um, so there is such a thing as what they call backburning, where you do set a fire to uh, to burn out all of the fuel source to put out another larger fire. So, like, <laughs> yeah, there were there were some people that strategy in certain out, cases. Yeah. They pointed that out. There was the um, people pointing out, well, they do controlled burning to prevent like larger forest fires. And then there's I mean, there's actually that meme where it's just like we should we should replace not uh, we should replace fire extinguishers with. Um, we just throw them out because we have firefighters. <laughs> And this is like the analogy that people are using. It's like, oh, yeah, why would anybody need a gun? Because we have police with guns. And it's like, well, yeah, but it takes them forever to get there. And by the time they do get there, sometimes the damage is already done 
or they sit outside like a bunch of fucking chicken shit pussies and wait for <laughs> wait for the shooter to just run out of ammunition. So, yeah, God, this was just an unbelievably stupid tweet. I don't even understand what he thought he was accomplishing here. Throwing out fire extinguishers and, and replacing them with flamethrowers. I mean, like it doesn't even apply. Because you can stop a shooter with a gun. Um, you can stop a fire with a fire extinguisher. I don't get it, man. But the comments. Well, were- and then and then a few days later, he had it. I'm trying to find it, but it looks like he it looks like he might have taken it down. But a few days later, he had posted some pictures and videos of him out on, out at the range with the Harvard Gun Club, uh, like shooting, shooting, uh, doing some trap shooting and stuff like that. And and he was getting absolutely hammered in his comments by all of his like anti-gun people. They're like. Oh, you're so terrible. You should never be handling a gun. Blah, 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 blah. We're all stupid. We don't like guns. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, I did. I remember seeing that. And I think I commented on it. I was surprised that he what, he didn't just turn into a mass murdering psychopath because the gun was in his hands. I mean, it's the guns. Right. And so I asked him if he where did he find this gun that was uh, immune to mass shootings? <laughs> Could I only mean, you've got all good. Huh? You got all these people standing around and nobody got shot. Uh, I thought it was the guns were the problem. Yeah, it, it really is just a, a level of immaturity and just stupidity. I, I can't. I, it's hard to wrap your head around how somebody could think, could just blame the tool and not the person that does it. Um, I mean, anything could be used for evil. We have all all kinds of things that we have. And just like, yeah, no, in the right hands, it's just a tool. In the wrong hands, it could be, uh, you know, something that could be used for an incredible amount of evil. Oh, there it is. I found it. Yeah, he uh, he got all gussied up in his trying to trying to look manly with a vest on, I guess. Uh, went out and did a little trap shooting. <laughs> God. Um, he actually he actually handles he actually handles the gun fairly well which uh when i pointed that out a buddy said well his dad's a fed so you know it makes sense he probably has spent a significant amount of time around guns and actually knows how to use them so (laughs) yeah but it is quite hypocritical of him well i guess he doesn't want to ban uh shotguns or break action <laughs> over unders um he just wants to ban the really scary gu- scary guns the ar-15s and so-called assault rifles that's the thing is like the entire idea around the assault rifle bans that they that they want is it it completely takes what the actual guns do out of out of context like the that that's sitting right over my shoulder i can be more deadly with that than most people can with a ar-15 or something because that has zero recoil uh almost perfect accuracy like it's it's bolt or uh, lever action holds 15 rounds like it's super fast super light and you know i mean they but that that would not qualify by any of their like assault rifle 
type of standards because it just looks like a regular gun. And in fact, most people would probably confuse it for a BB gun if they didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can do untold amount of, of damage with a shotgun. Um, you know, so it, it is just a really stupid, all these um, gun control measures that they want to to use to sort of get their foot in the door, the camel's nose under the tent, wouldn't do anything to curb most of the, the mass shootings that they claim to be wanting to stop, which is why it's just so obviously um, a, a smokescreen. It's a way for them to get the ball rolling in the direction that they want. And that ball keeps picking up momentum and it's easier and easier to to uh, take away more and more rights once you get the ball rolling. Well, like uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre uh, had said something in a press conference about Jean needing to, you know, my bad, Jean-Pierre had said something in a press conference about needing to uh, needing to bring back the assault weapons ban and how the assault weapons ban did such a good job of curbing gun violence and it was pointed out by a lot of people that there are a number of studies that show that the assault weapons ban actually didn't do anything to gun violence and um, the reason that they allowed the assault weapons ban to expire and not renew it was because there was no evidence that it did anything mostly because assault assault rifles and like that style of weapon are not predominantly what's used for uh, violent crime like the 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 statistical uh infrequency of a rifle being used in violent crime was so low that they they couldn't generate any t any like reliable data to prove anything as far as the assault weapons ban went so so like that's the whole reason that it wasn't renewed. It wasn't renewed. It wasn't that it wasn't renewed because Republicans are uh, super pro 2A or because the NRA is like spending billions of dollars in Washington or something. The NRA is like not even top. They don't even top the top, top 25 in like uh, political donors. But anyway, uh, the reason that it, it was allowed to roll over and, and expire is because and that was bipartisan, like the the, the Democrats weren't pushing forward either. Because there was no proof that it did anything. Well, you know, it is pretty funny. I don't think anybody that's really pro-gun cares a, a rip about the NRA. Most of them think they're uh, feckless, uh, spineless pussies. <laughs> like, And yet the left has like built them up to be this boogeyman. That's like, this is the reason why all these shootings exist and everything. It's all because of the NRA. NRA, NRA, and then everybody that's actually hardcore into guns makes fun of the NRA for not being hardcore enough. Right. Uh, there are there are a number of gun organizations across the country that do so much more and so much better work to actually promote Second Amendment rights. Uh, get, I can't remember what the name of the group is. They're they're the ones that have gotten constitutional carry in like fifteen states over the last couple of years. Like. There are a bunch of groups that are doing a whole lot and they don't lobby in Washington. They don't do any of that stuff. They work on state levels and they actually like do real activism like stuff and they do training stuff and they do safe. Um, they do like gun safety courses and child gun safety courses, teaching kids how to how to handle and be responsible with guns and stuff. Like that's that's the thing. 
my son sitting in the other room, he started shooting that gun that sits over my shoulder as soon as he was big enough to stand up. Like I would hold it up to his shoulder and he would and point it and he would pull the trigger so he could feel the recoil. Like two, three years old, he was shooting that gun. I, teaching kids how to handle weapons properly and how to use them properly, how to clean them, be safe with them. I, that's that's how you have responsible gun ownership. And like David Hogg in his post, he talks about uh, going out with the Harvard Gun Club and how there are responsible gun owners and stuff. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. That's 99% of gun owners in the United States. Right. So in other words, it's not the guns. Right. <laughs> Taken another way, it, it you like completely destroyed your idiotic argument. And I, I get that like these people have to just come up with these retarded slogans that they can chant. It's the guns, it's the guns, it's the guns. Trans women are women, trans rights are human rights. All these stupid fucking slogans that don't mean anything. Um, but yeah, he just by the very nature of going out and using the guns in a responsible way and not just like falling face first, like, you know, ass backwards into some mass shooting accidentally because you held a gun um, would seem to indicate that it's not the guns. Something else is going on here. Maybe we should look into some some other reasons because we've always had guns. We've always had very, I mean, back, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, there were much more lax with people who were bringing guns to school. They'd have like riflery range days. I went to a camp. I don't know if I told this on the podcast. I used to go to like a, an overnight camp for like two weeks and we had like riflery and archery and things like that. Never had any issues. Um, I'm sure they don't do that anymore. But it was a lot of fun. Just doing some, shooting some little 22s over there out in the woods. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, and I, yeah. When, we were, when we were home on the farm a couple weeks ago, um, we just walked out in the woods with uh, 45 and cracked off a couple rounds. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And these are like, we're, we're like 12 years old. 10, 11, 12 years old. I mean, this is this is the 90s. So yeah, you can't do that shit anymore. But it was it was totally responsible. Like they had a fucking guy that was supervising who was really fucking serious. He was like an ex-Marine or some shit. And he was like real into it. Very intimidating. Like nobody dared to like toy around with the guns or anything like that. But yeah, it, it taught you uh responsible gun ownership. And back then, um, I don't know what happened to kids, but we didn't have a lot of mass shootings uh, or school shootings, I should say. I'm sure there was still the, the number of uh, what qualifies as a mass shooting these days. They just weren't counted as such back then. Where, where there are uh, four people in the vicinity, even though nobody actually got shot. Yeah. Yeah. A gun went off around <laughs> people. Mass Accidental shooting. discharge. Oh, uh, we watched. Uh, you know, I had. I had forgotten about that. I watched the breakfast club with my kids the other day. I remember like one of the, uh, one of the main characters in that, like he had taken a gun to school with him cause he was going to kill himself. And then he accidentally discharged it and he got Saturday school. Like <laughs> that was his, his punishment for having the gun at school and an accidental discharge in his locker was he got Saturday school. Like, and that, you know, that's the eighties. Right. Yeah. The good old days. See, that's why you didn't have mass shootings in school back then is because you didn't know who had a gun in their locker and might clap, <laughs> uh, cap your ass. 
Oh man. Well, uh, the I guess the impetus for this whole discussion is because we we had another mass shooting. This was in Kentucky, Louisville. Yep, downtown Louisville. Yeah, at a bank, a former employee went in. I guess before the bank was actually open for business. So, from what I was reading, he was not yet a former employee. He was still. Yeah, he was still employed there. Still employed, but knew that he was about to get fired. Yeah, and so he goes in, killed a killed a few people that worked there. Did he kill two cops or he shot two cops? I don't know if that one guy took took a headshot. Didn't sound like he was he was doing too well. Uh, killed five people and injured eight others. Um, yeah, so I think he I think he injured two cops, but yeah, so I think he just killed everybody that was there before hours, and then just kind of before the store opened, and then just kind of sat there and waited for police to come. Uh, was was my impression of it what was interesting was that they interviewed i guess people that used to play sports with him and he had a bunch of concussions and so they were wondering if something happened you know with the the cte you know get multiple uh, concussions and over time you're prone to violent behavior and mood swings and depression and stuff like that but did you see the pictures of him from like when he when he played ball in high school? He uh, he wore like a it looks like like wrestler's headgear when he played basketball, yeah. like when he played basketball because he had so many concussions and stuff. Like that's yeah, crazy. yeah. And if I didn't know any better, I'd think that kids would make fun of him for that. <laughs> he looked ridiculous, but yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of concussions. Then if you're wearing a helmet to play basketball, um you've taken some serious uh damage gotten your bell rung a few times and i i don't know i never really um never really thought about it but there there does seem to be some sort of chemical imbalance i don't know if they're mood swings or depression or something in these kids that that send them over that edge where it's not just a a gun anymore that can be as david hogg so um brilliantly illustrated just use normally no problems and then you 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 turn it on the the people you work with in cold blood at the drop of a dime or something it's i i don't see how you look at these situations and and the only um the only explanation you come up with is that oh he was using a gun so that's the problem not that it seems to be particularly connected in this uh instance but did you see that uh, they were they were very quick to scrub his social media presence, but he was highly active in a a couple uh, basically Trump derangement syndrome support groups on Reddit, like posting a mm. whole bunch of like anti-Trump memes and stuff like that. And like, <laughs> were like, any of them funny? <laughs> Probably not. I'm, you know, by leftist humor standards, they were probably okay. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a curve. That's that's a big grading curve there. I did see he had his pronouns in his bio. Of course, he had the he him in there. See, I'm starting to wonder if LinkedIn just does that to everybody, because I I get messages from people on LinkedIn all the time. and It's got their pronouns in their bio. And I've never looked at my own bio because it's been so long since I created it. 
uh, I wonder if they just like automatically. Nope, it's not on their own mind. They, so. they cannot assume your pronouns, dude. That would be a big no-no. They give you the option uh, to put them in. That's all they can do. Uh, yeah, I remember getting emails from uh, from my company being like, hey, we're really excited to announce that you can now put like your pronouns in your bio and, and your signature, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, can't wait to see who does this and then just stop talking to them forever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But I, yeah, I get yeah, I get I get messages from like recruiters and stuff on there all the time. And it's got their pronouns in their bio. And I'm just like pronouns, dude. Like I I work in I work it very rurally. Like you're you're not getting very far with me. I don't want to move wherever it is you are. <laughs> well, and again, it's just like it's not even like there's no question as to what your pronouns were. If you're a guy, just a regular guy, you're a he him. Like everybody, every other fucking guy. It's not like he's uh he was transitioning or something, and so you'd look at him and think one thing, and he preferred something else. Like this is just when a woman just says she, her, and a guy just says he, him, it's just blatant, uh, pathetic virtue signaling, and it's so stupid. Right, right. Unless you're identifying as something other than the obvious, it's yeah, it's really necessary. We were going to assume that you were a he, him, but thank you for pointing that out. I was really confused as to how to how to refer to you idiots um but anyway it sounds like he might have had brain damage <laughs> so uh maybe it's not just the guns after all it could be uh brain dead individuals well and and that's a common theme that doesn't get talked about a whole lot with with a lot of these shooters is every single one of them has had uh, so the covenant school shooter had been in therapy and for a long time and clearly was not quite all there. The Uvalde shooter had some uh, history and seemed to have some mental things going on. The one in Colorado was clearly a fucking neurotic mess. The Buffalo shooter had some, uh, some troubled mental stuff going on. Like all these, uh, you know, the, mental health crisis is probably a considerably bigger uh crisis than gun control but yeah. you know they're well, never going to talk about that yeah and it's been exacerbated due to the uh covid reaction thank you very much government for doing that um probably created more crazy people than any other government policy to date and yeah i mean if there wasn't i'm telling you if there weren't guns available to these people, they'd do something else because they're crazy. They're not just going to be like, oh, well, it's illegal for me to get this gun now. So I guess I'll just go about my my average day, going to go walk back into work. It's not how they're thinking. Well, and not only that, but there has been there's been a lot of stuff that's come out of light showing that. A lot of these medications that they're putting them on don't actually do anything to treat the problems that they're putting the medications on, that they're putting them on these medications for. And in a lot of instances, it actually exacerbates the problem or and makes it worse or adds new problems that didn't exist previously. And like that's the, you know, that's the 
that's the crime of evidence-based medicine is the way they they you know get their evidence is they exclude anything that doesn't give them the exact response that they want and then uh and then they just list all of that other stuff as potential side effects and and play it off like it's uh <laughs> like it's uh minuscule yeah yeah and that man they're really drugging these kids up at really early ages i, I mean there's so much you can do to to treat somebody who's suffering uh, mentally, just in a, in a funk, depressed, whatever, before you just start changing their chemical balances with with drugs. So just it's amazing what just like a, a simple routine with like exercise can do for your for your mental health. And uh, for all the talk about mental health, that we seem to get worse and worse at dealing with it. A diet and exercise and just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sunshine and extracurricular activity, it goes a long way towards improving mental and physical health. And like, but but that's not what we want to talk about. That's not what we want to what we want to push forward with yeah. as a solution. Instead, yeah. it's as many drugs as possible. Yeah, well, those are those are independent solutions that you can basically do on your own. You don't need a government program, you don't need big pharma. It's it's things that would make you freer and happier. And so, of course, those can't be the solutions. They have to be well, dependent. Hmm? Yeah, it's that's it. It's the dependence. Because every one of those drugs has a dependency that they create where you almost, like, there are some that you can't get off of. Like, people stop taking them and just kill themselves instantly because they can't live without it. Like, literally cannot live without it. And so... And imagine that, like the largest, you know, talking about how the NRA is, doesn't even crack the top 25 in in uh, D.C. lobbies. Literally, the largest lobby is the pharmaceutical lobby by leaps and bounds. And obvious, and, you know, they're they're the ones who are who are pushing. All of these dictates that this is how modern medicine is handled. It's not actual solutions. It's drugs 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 yeah yeah and uh i don't know justin i think you're wrong i think it's the guns <laughs> it's definitely the guns and the NRA, I, i've and looked the at the problem the i've thought about it and it's just the guns Let's get rid of the guns we'll be living in a utopia yeah yeah anyway um speaking of drugs and more problems. The uh, I saw Whole Foods is moving out of San Francisco because it's such a shithole. They have uh, just people fucking doing drugs in the bathroom of Whole Foods. They found a bunch of needles in there. There's been secure, like there's just crazy people coming in. They're stealing. They're violent. They're nuts. Um, but they they don't have guns, thankfully. <laughs> what was it? Where was it that Walmart is leaving? Like, I think like Chicago. Walmart. Oh, are they, well, well, it's no, closing it's, down. Yeah, it's closing down a bunch of Chicago locations because they were unprofitable. Well, there's a state that they are abandoning the entire state. I want to say it's I want to say it's either Washington State or Oregon State. Uh, but yeah, Walmart is just like abandoning an entire state because it's hmm. not profitable. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's Portland. Might be. Oregon? Could it be Oregon? Could I don't be. Know, it just came up. I said Walmart leaving, and Oregon was the first thing that came up. 
I, th- it, I think it is, which, you know, if uh, if Oregon succeeds in their uh, or at least the the uh, eastern half of Oregon succeeds in their secession bid and joins uh, Idaho, then, then maybe Walmart will be ready to go back to to that to that area. And they better be quick, because if they're not, the Dollar General is going to move in and take over. I mean, we've got seventeen dollar generals just in the five mile radius here. Are things actually a, can you get anything for a dollar there? No, no, nothing. Very, very few things are actually a dollar, but it's, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like a small right down the road Walmart. Instead of having to go all the way to town to go to Walmart, you can just go down to the corner to the Dollar General. Dollar General. Or to that corner. How old? Yeah. (laughs) I can spit in any direction and hit one. Um, I just remembered when I was a kid, there was a penny store like a few blocks from my house and I barely ever went in there, but yeah, it was like, you could get things for a penny or like a few pennies there. That's how fucking old I am. Jesus. Um, could you imagine just paying anything in pennies today? <laughs> I see. I remember when my brother and I would go like riding back roads and stuff and we'd, we'd go to the gas station in the morning and just scrounge up like whatever change we had in the, in the seats of the truck. And we would use like, you know, wadded up bills in our pockets and change that we found in the truck to put gas in the to put gas in the truck so we could go mudding all day. Like that's, <laughs> you know, back when the, back when gas was a dollar a gallon. Yeah, yeah, and just you could yeah you could scrounge up some change and like buy a bunch of candy or something. I used to love doing that when I was a kid, and now it's like a little candy bar is like a dollar 85 or something like that would be my entire fucking uh weekly budget for candy crazy it's absolutely crazy and we're getting to see how the uh the next generation of uh retarded bureaucrats run these cities into the ground i don't know if everybody's been following the what's been going on in chicago they ran lori lightfoot out of town and they they took somebody even uh, younger, dumber, and more uh, more progressive. It's going to be a you get to watch Chicago just go further down the tubes at a faster rate. I would get that. Which one won? Uh, I forget his uh, Johnson. I think his name is what's his name. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there was there was basically two guys that were vying for this. One had sort of a more moderate left approach where like they were, were going to get tougher on crime. He had the police union backing him. And then this other guy who had the teachers union backing him and he won because we all know uh, the teachers union has done such a good job with Chicago public schools. We would like to, for them to do to the city, what they've done to the unusable school system. That's turning out uh, illiterate knuckleheads by the thousands. So, yeah, that's going to work out real well for Chicago. I expect more companies to be leaving there and more people uh, that have uh, families and good jobs and money. They will be getting out of Dodge. I imagine they're going to run out of other people's money pretty quick over there. I mean, they're when they would print out just how underfunded their pensions were uh, on my property taxes, it was unbelievable, man. 20% funded, some of these things. <laughs> like, they are broke they are completely bankrupt and and like this guy's i don't know how old he's like 28 or something he's just a kid he has no idea what the hell is going on i mean that's the democrat way though uh in kentucky um the last governor bevan he 
he, within his four-year term, got the teacher's pension fund solvent. Like it was, it was where it needed to be. And within a year and a half, I think it was, of Andy Bashir being governor, it was insolvent again. Like that's that's the way the Democrats do it. That's they just they just rape and pillage those those funds. Yeah. Yeah. And then they come after people who are already paying all the taxes for a little more. It's a great play. It's worked out so well uh, across the the nation so far. And on a federal level, it's working out uh, swell uh, as well. Swell as well. Uh, San Francisco is just going down the tubes. Every every couple of months, Walgreens has already left there. Um, these, I saw that uh, California, I don't know if you guys are L.A. specifically, has finally gotten rid of the COVID emergency. That's finally over for those of you who are still walking around in your masks. You don't have to do any of that anymore. But they've declared a new state of emergency, homelessness. <laughs> So they're finally acknowledging that these homeless cities that have popped up around L.A. are a problem. Now, how they intend to deal with them, I have no idea. Probably force like hotels to take them in or something, because that worked out so well during COVID as well. I mean, that's what they've been doing. There are, there are a lot of uh, areas around San Francisco and L.A. and some of the others that they they've been issuing. Uh, a homeless voucher basically that's that's effectively a uh stay here for free as long as you want card and and so these like hotels have to put up these homeless people or yeah. um and they also do it for uh for immigrants as well so like they're keeping them in these they're keeping all of these people in these hotels and yeah like the hotels are getting paid for it but the rate that they're getting paid from the government for this is not, you know, it's not the rate that they want. And also, uh, so one of the big things for like these hotels is like their bars and the restaurants around, you know, in surrounding them and stuff like that. And there was something, I think it was in New York where they've been doing a similar thing uh, with, with the immigrants and like a lot of the bars and restaurants and stuff near all of these big hotels are having to either cut staff or close entirely because all of the people who are staying in these hotels are not the touristy types. They're not the, they're not the you know business traveler types. And not only that, but because all of these people are now hanging around these hotels all the time, it's running off the regular customers who do come in from like the business sectors and stuff and do business in these bars and restaurants. Now, because all of these people are around, uh, you know, homeless people and uh, immigrants and stuff like that, that are just like, are, they're just, just they're just there for no reason other than because they're there and they have nowhere else to go. Now all of these like actual high rollers who were spending money in these restaurants aren't coming in. And so these restaurants are having to close and lay people off and stuff because they're they're going out of business. Like it's it's yeah. wrecked all kinds of industry and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Well, the, the reporting out of San Francisco was they they're closing down temporarily because they can't ensure the safety of the staff. They don't feel safe having the store open there anymore because of all these lunatics running around. And why why you have to make uh like going back to the New York example, like some high rise in downtown Manhattan is where we're going to house these these homeless people instead of putting them out in the fucking boonies by like, aren't there like shit airports or, or shit hotels by the airport that you can put them in away from everybody? 
So you're not like you're like you're not like walking your kids home like around all these like fucking dirty needles and things like that. No, no, we're gonna put them right in your fucking face in like the most expensive areas, like per square foot. I, I can't. If you had gone back like 40, 50 years ago and talk and shown progressives, be like, listen, this is what your cities are going to look like after 30 years of your um, uber progressive policies, maybe even less than 30 years. I don't know how long um, and how you define uber progressive, but it's like, look at you have 42,000 homeless people by the estimates in LA, the only like second only to New York, but more on a per capita basis. Like you have homeless people running rampant. Uh, shops are closing down. Companies are leaving. People are moving out of the state. People are shitting in the streets. There's an app to show you where all the human feces is around San Francisco. How how much longer does this have to go on before you fucking capitulate and be like, all right, maybe these weren't great ideas? <laughs> it, no, no. If you went back in time and you showed that to the progressives and you told them this is what your progressive ideas get you, this is what it results in, the, they will correct you and say, well, that's not real progressivism. That's true. Yeah. Real has progressivism real, has, has never, never been, been tried. tried. Yeah. Well, I look forward to the the real progressivism. Any day now, we'll be living in some utopia run by uh, David Hogg and uh, whatever that idiot's name is that they just elected in Chicago. Something Johnson, Brandon, Brandon Johnson. I don't know. I hope it's Brandon so we can get another "Let's Go Brandon" chant going. <laughs> Did you? I was watching the UFC fights on Saturday for the first time in like forever, and Trump happened. Trump was there. <laughs> man they fucking love trump at the ufc that was pretty fucking yeah they do do. ufc and nascar they love them some trump all right well i can't wait to see what happens with him over the next eight months but looks like we'll be waiting for quite some time so until then you guys can follow us on twitter at pedal fiction at jake camp 1521 is that right? All right. And uh, we'll be doing a, a Friday live edition again. We Can we get some some people uh, more involved in that? Should we take like comments or questions during the show? Yeah. I mean, if people uh, are listening. <laughs> yeah, Assuming uh, we have so listeners. I keep the Rumble stream. I keep the Rumble live chat pulled up. And uh, I'm, I am chatting constantly in the live chat on Rumble as the stream goes. Also, if you... Tune in on Facebook. Uh, we can pull the we can pull the comments up. Rumble hasn't Rumble hasn't set up where I can actually show comments on the screen from Rumble yet, but they're they're working on that. Uh, but Facebook, if you're and the stream goes up in the Facebook private Facebook group as well. It though. So, I, I just got restricted. I don't know if they'll. Let uh, me. It, it goes through my it goes through mine, not yours. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that set up. <laughs> so so it'll go up in the in the uh, private Facebook group. And if you join on there, you can comment and we can share your comments on the screen as we go. So, you know, there's plenty of viewing options. Just got to, just got to get in there. 2.30 on Friday afternoon. 2.30 Central Standard Time, Friday afternoons. Look forward to that. 
And um, don't forget to check out the Substack. I'll link to everything in the description, including the article from the critic that we were discussing earlier. And do all that for us. We will be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.